We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Clint, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Y'all can call me dirty from now on because I plan on getting dirty with George's ass. I'll give you the politically non-correct answer. Let the nuts hang. Let the fucker fly, man. Well, you never know what the hell is going to go on in Morgantown. You get off the bus, it smells like straight whiskey. What other 50-year-old white man's out here doing a gritty that night? You know, whatever. But no, I'm serious. The lights went out. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. Dabo doing the gritty. I say right foot creep. Cheers, boys. It's Thursday, and that means it's time to preview the Saturday college football slate here on the field of 12. And we've got a great slate for you. If you've not looked at the games coming up this weekend, I mean, might I say this is the best slate of the conference season thus far because there are national championship contenders that have huge, huge games this weekend that could swing their entire season. I'm talking Alabama. I'm talking Tennessee. I'm talking Georgia. I'm talking Clemson. And we're going to break down all of those games Tonight, I'm Greg Waddell. I'm joined by Darian Wrencher, by Christian Hackenberg. D-Wrench, how you doing? I mentioned your team. Your team's in there right now. You got to be feeling hey, good look, that they're going to mention. We're in there. I was nervous on Twitter because I was like, oh, I thought they're going to snub us. But when, you, when you've been in the college football system, you kind of know that usually they rank teams higher just for ratings. So I would have thought they would put Michigan higher than us, personally, because you know Michigan and Ohio State are going to play each other. Same way they did with Georgia and Tennessee because now that's a – top two matchup in the country, which it is. I think both those teams do deserve that. 
but being in college football, you kind of see how the early rankings play more into like building up the the regular season games. So I was shocked personally that we got in. I really was. Now in the end, I thought it's all going to shake out. Clemson's going to be number four. But personally, I thought they're going to put Michigan ahead of us, and maybe TCU just to add a little spice. But look, Clemson sitting number four. Let's keep rolling, baby. Yeah, you you can't complain. And we'll talk more about that. We're going to open the show tonight with some in-depth discussion on who should have been number four and if we're happy with the rankings in general. Uh, Hack, you look great as always. There's a big Philadelphia baseball game going on tonight, and apparently you, you're not really swung one way or the other on that. Can we get an official statement from you on that? Yeah, no, I, I could care less. Um, I just happen to be in the, in, the, in the Philadelphia market. That's where I live, so I have to deal with uh, – Philly fanatics uh, at every turn and one of them happens to be our producer and I'm a little bit ahead of him right now so I just continually fuck with him this entire time we've been on here prepping for this show so it's it's been that's probably been the most enjoyment I've had um, watching the Phillies so far during this World Series. It's been great entertainment. I only caught about five minutes of it before the show. But uh, if you need a reason to stick around, not that you should need a reason, producer Dagan's going to come on at the end of the show, give his picks. And it's highly likely we could be in a ninth inning situation by the time that rolls around. So stay yeah. tuned. There could be high drama here on the field of 12. As always, you can listen to us on the SiriusXM app. We are powered by the good folks at Bet Rivers. Uh, if you want to get some merch, by the way, I know college basketball season is coming up. We're going to the Champions Classic to do live shows from Indianapolis to kick off the season. You can get some Field of 68 merch or merch for your favorite team at fieldof68.shop. And if you're watching us as well on the YouTube channel, thanks for being there. Click subscribe while you're there. Let's jump right in. I teased all the big games that we're going to get to later in the show. But first, I feel like we have to break down the college football playoff rankings. We've done a lot of that this week on this program but none of the three of us have been here to give our side of the story. So Darian, we got to throw it to you first. You sort of teased where your head was at in general, but I think a lot of people were surprised to see your Clemson Tigers man that fourth spot. I've heard people complain that Michigan wasn't at four. I've heard people complain that TCU wasn't at four. So just throwing it to you, how surprised were you to see Clemson's name pop up at four? I wasn't surprised because of the reality of it. I was more so surprised because of the politics of it. And that's why I'm saying I thought personally they would put Michigan at four to make to build up towards that last game. Because then Ohio State and Michigan are both in the top four. And that last game of the season, that rivalry game is like a top four matchup. So I would think they would kind of ride that wave as long as possible. Obviously, Georgia and Tennessee deserve to be in the top four, but even that game is going to be a top three matchup, top two matchup. Um, so I was just surprised they put us in there. Because I mean, for that reason. But the reality of it, Clemson's one of the only teams that has three top 25 wins. Now, where those, where those teams are now, maybe look different. But at the time, going to those matchups, they had they, they've beaten three top 25 teams. I feel like the argument against Clemson is the dominance piece. Like, we have won big games. Have we dominated the season? I wouldn't say that. And so that's my only knock on my Tigers. And I would say you, Michigan has dominated a lot of games. Ohio State has dominated some teams. Every, every team has had that little hiccup, but I thought that's the only knock on Clemson. But I think they deserve to be at four. It's not the craziest thing. Now, TCU, for me, for TCU to make that jump, they got to go just demolish somebody these next couple weeks because their program – it's not it's not really their team. It's their program that's taking a hit. But that that TCU Horn Frog isn't bigger logo than the Crimson Tide, the Michigan Clemson. 
So that's kind of where they're at right now. But they can go dominate and win the Big 12. I feel like that they got they'll have some real reasons to be in that top four coming into the season. So I feel like I, I'm good with it right now. I really am. Um, then obviously you guys know, look, after this weekend, somebody's gonna drop out the top four if between Georgia and Tennessee, somebody's gonna have to get bumped up. And so it, it'll it'll sort itself out. Hack, who should have been four? Yeah, well, I'm going to touch on that, D, because you you bring in a lot of different things with your analysis there. You, you talk about politics, you talk about logos, you talk about I think I some of the stuff that you were that you were bringing in was history. Like Clemson has history of being right. in this world. They they made it to the playoff. Them and Ohio State are the only two programs to win it outside of the SEC. Um, and I think the last ten years, right? So, um, my thing is and I would consider myself a purist. I firmly believe that all that bullshit should be left at the front door. And if you're coming, if you're coming here and you're talking about playoffs and college football playoffs, the four best teams should be the four best teams. And obviously it's really hard to, uh, to pinpoint that when you have a committee making that decision, there's people who have different points that they would like to bring up. Some people may lean heavier on, the fact that Clemson has four has three top 25 wins. Um, to me, when you turn on the tape, Clemson is not a top four team consistently when you turn on the tape. Um, I think Michigan um, deserves that. I think you could argue that Alabama, even though they've had some struggles, is a better product consistently than Clemson right now. Um, however, I'm also not one to take away from the fact that if a team's undefeated, a team's undefeated. I just don't understand how how TCU, who I could also argue, has probably one of the strongest stretches of wins going. I think they beat Oklahoma, a then-ranked Kansas, uh, Kansas, Kansas State. State, and then Oklahoma State in a row. Right. They had um, a stretch. And, 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 you know, they came kind of out of nowhere. And obviously, again, you know, you're sitting there and you're looking at those, like those are good quality wins. Um, so – I guess to kind of put a bow on it, I think that it's very, very early. There's still a lot of games that, that are going to hash all this out. But to me, when these rankings come out, I want to be the football purist. I want the four best teams. And to me, they got three of them. Um, just And there's no knock in the Clemson Tigers. I just think, uh, you know, they, they control their own destiny at this point in time, and they're going to put it in someone else's hands. But when you turn on the tape, I just don't think that they're a top four football team this year. So I want to dig a little deeper into TCU if we're going to isolate mm. some teams here, um, because uh, to, I guess, broaden it and then bring it back to TCU. I, I feel like what I've heard as far as reasoning on why Clemson did arrive at number four over Michigan. To me, it was between those two. No offense to TCU, no offense to Alabama. I would have been shocked if one of those two teams was at the fourth spot this week right now. Uh, I don't have a major problem with Clemson being four but I certainly would like to understand what the reasoning behind it is. And from what I've heard the most, it's strength of schedule. It's right. well, Michigan didn't play anybody. Right? right. So to apply that a little bit to TCU, I guess, because it, the big 12 is top to bottom. There aren't really Loaded. too many cupcakes, right? Like every team you're going to play in that conference is a capable team of winning a football game uh, right. against a good football team. But if you go through those ranked wins that you you mentioned, Hack, how much does the fact that every quarterback they've played got hurt in the middle of those games matter? Does that even apply to the committee's rationale here? Because 
TCU scheduled the rest of the way. They don't play a ranked team. So they might get through this unscathed, but I do feel like there are some pretty clear, well, are we really going to ignore that Dylan Gabriel was out and then Jalen Daniels was out and then Adrian Martinez was out in that run? How much right. does that matter to you, Hack? Um, I mean, yeah, I think it can matter. But like I said, when I just, I, I, I don't, I, I just don't deal in the, in, in that world when I'm watching it, when I watch this team, I didn't, I, I'm not going to make the argument that a TCU team deserves to be a top four team. Cause I don't think that they are a complete football team from that standpoint. I think you put them against, uh, Bama at a neutral site against Michigan at a neutral site. I don't think they win those games. And I don't even think it's close. Probably, um, my 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 more my bigger point of contention was with again Clemson being four, and I just think that I don't think they would have put two Big Ten teams and two SEC teams in the top four. And then again, people people say Clemson has a strength of schedule win. They're to me their only quality wins a really good Wake Forest team. Like at this point in time, like when I when I look at it, to me that's what it is because I think the ACC top to bottom is not what people thought it would be heading into this season. And they haven't won it as impressively as they have in the past to justify why people were so high on that team. Right. So there's, I think there's some historical bias there. I think their front seven's fantastic on defense. Um, I've actually been pretty impressed with the way DJ played up until the last game. Yeah. And um, I just think that there's other holes there that they don't, they don't have things that they've had in the past uh, wide receiver position being as dynamic as it used, as it is traditionally been. They don't really have guys that are consistently separating. I think the defensive backfield young, a little bit inexperienced uh, making mistakes when you, when you're facing a team like Ohio state who can score 28 points in five minutes. Um, there's just gaps in the, in that team. Um, the TCU team, again, like I said, if they run the table, they'll control their own destiny and they're going to put it in someone else's hands to have to make the decision. But that's why I said, I really want to know what the college football playoff committee's criteria is. Is it the best four teams? Cause the best four teams may not be necessarily an undefeated team. Right. And do you have the balls to make that decision? And that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like I, I, I want the best four teams. And I think that's hard to decide because again, we've, we've hit, I think we've hit the point. There's, a lot of different variables. There's, there's a lot of nuances and factors yeah. that go into it, and that's why I'm I'm a proponent of expansion, just because yeah, it, it'll it, it'll give a lot of these things like because in the, the day there's not there ain't more than twelve good teams, and, and it'll be interesting to see how they even come up with twelve because I feel like I mean, the last. Hey, here's the thing. Besides, like after besides, eight, besides, right? Besides, like after eight, it's like ah. It's like, there it's could like, be a three loss team in there. Bro, <laughs> like, you look at you look it? at eight. You look at the disparity between eight in the top four right now, like just thinking about the fact that Georgia and this is going to be to me, this is Oregon's biggest knock. They, they cannot go too high this year because of that. They got smoked the first game of the season. Was it 49 to whatever by Georgia? And so that they're ranked to number eight and they're a good football team. So to me, that's, I'm a, I'm a fan of expansion because yeah. it'll give some, some leeway to some of these topics. Uh, I guess 12 teams is kind of what people lean in towards, but I guess my, I don't really disagree with anything you're saying. I'm a Clemson, obviously Clemson guy. And that's kind of been my only knock on Clemson this year is we haven't played four dominant quarters to mm-hmm. where we won really, we've won good games. DJ stepped up to me. Uh, we've answered a lot of questions from last year. Can we score points? Yes. We've struggled on defense and a lot of big games, which has given our offense a time to really gain some confidence. So I do like that, how that's kind of played out for us. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think, man, TCU to me, 
it's not too many teams or programs that can come out the blue unless you're out the out of the SEC to like the LSU team from 2019. Even though they weren't like consistently in that top ranking, it's like LSU as a program is a powerhouse. So when they finally turned it on, and then they beat every team in the SEC, you know, so that they kind of had that. To me, TCU, unless they're just they have dominated some people, but unless they're just dominating, like they gotta they gotta win by like large margins of victory. If it's close games, they're it's sadly their program just won't be able to to make that move over a one loss or undefeated team, even if they're undefeated. Even if they win, even if they win the big the Big 12 championship, I can't see them getting in. Here's some here's some conversations. Let's let's talk about this before we get into more stuff. I want to hear y'all's text on this. Couple different scenarios here in the SEC. And y'all tell me just if you're the committee, what you do, right? I don't know if we're gonna get to this, but I, I was thinking. I know where this. we're going here. All right. I love it. Okay, look, so right now, Georgia and Tennessee both both undefeated. And so um, Georgia and Tennessee are on the same side. So most likely, unless somebody lays an egg, whoever whoever wins this game will face most likely unless Ole Miss comes and beats Bama, which would be crazy. Um, well, Bama's got LSU. A, they do. A number I, I, yeah. 10 ranked LSU right, this right, weekend, right. Look, which not. is – that's fucking absurd, by the way. I'm just right. going to throw that out there. Bumping LSU but what, to 10. The ranking? Yeah. Out of nowhere, dude. That Loki is crazy. Out of nowhere. Six you, beat, you beat a dog shit old Miss team, and then, oh, fuck it. They're back. Right yeah, there, right it was, here. It was, a, it was a dog shit old Miss team that was top 10 last week, though. And, like, it's a, to your right, guys' right. point, to your guys' point, there's only eight good teams. Somebody's got to be 10, right? I know. That there are a lot of two long. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm looking down. I think that I think LSU, the brand, it, it fits. It fits. All right, let's leave them there. Here's the scenario <laughs> is, okay, Tennessee and George on the same side, right? Whoever wins this game. In my book, I'm betting money. Whoever wins this game is going to play an SEC championship against most likely Bryce Young's back against Bama. If whoever team loses this game, most likely is going to finish the season 11 and one. And if it's a close game, they're arguably still one of the top four teams in the country. If Tennessee goes and beats Bama, which I can't see them beating Bama twice, I just can't. I just can't. That's kind of like how George. I just can't see. Them, a team that good getting beat twice. Now, if Tennessee go beat Alabama twice, bro. Oh my lord, hand, hand, like that. Tennessee, the football guys on your side. Well, it's their year. Other other scenario: Tennessee loses, Georgia goes and loses to Bama. Does a one loss Tennessee get in since they already beat Bama? There's a, there's a couple scenarios here that kind of really. I don't like, think if Tennessee gets in at that point because they all got one losses, and if you're going to go on historicals, you're just going to take the SEC championship rematch like you did last year, which is a shame, but that's what it's going to be. Right, which is, but then the only thing is, if Georgia wins, I guess if if Georgia beats Tennessee, then wins the SEC championship, Tennessee has a chance because that'll be yeah. a two loss Bama. But right. the craziest part will be if they all end up with one loss, like yeah. Georgia loses an SEC championship, Bama wins the SEC championship, Tennessee has one loss. Yeah. Now that, that to me would be crazy. And yeah. I, I just I just don't know what you do because like to me, if Tennessee loses to say they're not a top 14 this year with that brand logo, I'm just like <sighs> oh, to me, to me, th there's a lot that plays into that too. Like if you have an undefeated uh because you're gonna have an you're gonna have one undefeated out of the out of the big ten, obviously, and that's gonna be the next at right. large. But then if you have an right. undefeated Clemson and undefeated TCU you know, hey, maybe that plays into it. Or a one-loss Oregon who only lost to Georgia the first game of the year who wins the Pac-12 if you're going to take another one-loss team if, say, TCU slips up here. 
I just think that there's a lot of different things that play outside of it. But realistically speaking, there's going to be two teams from the SEC that makes it. That's more that's, that's kind of that's kind of more at too. The more fucked up thing would be if Tennessee did have to go in there and beat Alabama twice, and then somehow, shape or form, uh, Tennessee gets another or one one way, shape or form, whether it's a two loss Alabama that gets in or a one loss Georgia that gets in, if they continue that, that Tennessee is going to have to beat either of those programs twice in the same right. year to win a national championship. That's it's fucked nuts. up. Yeah, That's that, crazy nah, to me. I didn't, think that, I didn't see that scenario in my head. Then that would yeah. be the craziest. And if Tennessee can do that, but the college football players will maneuver somehow where, to where they, they would have to see them in the championship. I guess it would be – That's what I'm saying. You're going to have to beat them no matter how you cut the pot. Cut, right. No matter how you cut the cake, if Tennessee wins – uh, yeah. If Tennessee beats Georgia and then they go and beat Alabama again twice already for the SEC championship right. game, they would see one. They're going to have to see round. one of them, and if it's a one-loss Georgia that gets in because it's a two-loss Bama, and then you're going to have to beat, turn around and beat Georgia twice in the same fucking year to win the national championship. That's crazy. That's yeah, the crazy that, one. See, and that's where here's my only knock, and this is where coming from the program I came to was typically they're the four teams to me when. After 12 games, like it's a little like hairy, but I feel like you kind of know. Like, all right, these are the four best teams, and usually it plays itself out. There are good games in the playoffs, and it's just kind of like you know it. This is one of the first years, like competitively, like across the board of college football, I feel like you really have some real cases of teams. You would have had more if some teams in the Pac-12 kind of want to stay undefeated. To me, that would have been a good scenario, but obviously that's not. But like you said, I, I see Clemson wins out. Brand, they get in. Like, they, they get – we could – barely win the rest of these games. I can't see them putting not putting an undefeated AC champion in. Whoever wins the big the Big Ten is gonna get in. Now this SEC, like this we haven't seen this in years because Tennessee hasn't been good. No other team there's not have hasn't been a third team that's been like actually competitive. And I can't see I just can't see them taking a TC over a one loss SEC powerhouse. I just can't see it. And that so and that's me- gonna suck. Let me, let me let me give you the nightmare scenario here because we're almost like, for any basketball fans out there, Draymond Green called the, the finals the Warriors Invitational. Right now, this is the SEC Invitational, the way we're talking about the college football playoff right now. And it's fair because those three teams are that good. If we're just talking, throw resumes, throw schedules, throw all of it out the window, neutral site, who wins? I think all three of us have those three at least in the top five, right? If not four. Right. Now, here's the nightmare scenario, though, which I actually think is not crazy. Let's say Bama does lose a second game in the SEC title game. Whoever they play, Bama gets a second loss. Let's say Tennessee beats Georgia. So you're looking at the end of the year, a two-loss Bama, a one-loss Georgia, and the clear no-brainer number one team in the country at that point is Tennessee. They earned their way in. Does one-loss Georgia get in over undefeated Clemson, undefeated Michigan or Ohio State, undefeated TCU? At that point, I think you got to put the four undefeated teams in, right? Yeah. Mm. So you're saying that then there's only one. I mean, yeah, and that's my point is there's a one, there's a one, there's one clear cut team out of the SEC, which I'm completely cool with. And honestly, that's why I said like if even you can make the argument that even if like a if, if Oregon goes and beats SC, and then I think that would be one of those things where they have to because I believe the Pac-12 is where it's not east west or divisions it's right it's just it's just most yeah so they could end up having to beat that team twice again this year whomever that is so if they go and beat usc twice 
I'm a, and your only loss is basically an away game that was a neutral site game in Atlanta against Georgia. And you just came from that program, the first game you've coached there, and then you flip the swift and do what you did and run through the Pac-12 and then beat an SC team twice. Like, I think you can make the argument that that would be more deserving than a right. uh, than a uh, than than like a one loss Georgia who didn't play in the conference championship. I'm gonna keep it real. No team from the Pac-12 is getting the playoffs this year. There, there ain't no case. It's just they 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 had their chance. I think UCLA had the best chance because Oregon took that L beginning of the season. To me, UCLA UCLA and USC had the two schedules to me that made the most sense. And now they they both taking a loss. Nobody in the Pac-12 gets in. Because yeah. Oregon, no matter what they do, they're not going to be able to avenge getting – just getting, you know what I'm saying, punished like that beginning of the season. You just, they just can't – they can't erase that mark this year. Now, when they get – they're going to get in a great bowl game, whatever. But they, no Pac-12 team gets in. It's just how much hell is going to be raised if TCU just – I don't see – I don't – I'm trying to see a scenario where TCU gets in. I can't, I can't see it. Because I see Clemson winning. I see Michigan, Ohio State winning the Big Ten. And somehow, someway, one loss, two loss, there's going to be a really good SEC team who loses. There's going to be a really good SEC team who wins. Yeah. And I can't see somebody saying that you believe TCU, you're betting money. TCU is going to beat either one of those teams. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. No, and I think if that does play out in the scenario I just described, I think that's the most likely is Bama rules themselves out with two losses and you end up with, I guess it would be either Tennessee or Georgia sitting there with one loss, right? And they don't play in the conference title game. Um, I think we could see a situation where undefeated TCU Mm. from week 11 through week 15, when they do the ranking show, they're holding down the fourth spot. But when we come to that final show, <laughs> when we're unveiling who's playing and who's going to those games, there is no chance TCU would get in over a one loss, either Tennessee or Georgia. There just isn't. Unless, uh, look, unless TCU wins their final five games by 50, which like I think they, they got to. They, they I think even like, an undefeated Clemson probably shouldn't get in over a one loss Michigan to Ohio State. Wow. That's a good conversation, Hack. But they'll never do that. They'll like, never that, put that, two see, Big see, Ten see. teams and two SEC teams in the college football playoff. Right. But I bet you at the end of this year, you can make the argument if you're watching the tape 
D, if you watch the tape consistently I'm over not, the year, I'm those could be the four. Saying. They could be the four best teams in college football. See, look, see, here's, here's you're a purist. I'm a realist because I know mm-hmm. the politics at play. I, I agree. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that's a bad take. I'm really not. I'm not. I'm not. I, I know you're not. You could if you wanted to, but I said <laughs> because, I got on that mountain. Right, right. No, <laughs> I, I, I like. I like the take. I, I really think that's a fair argument. But the realist part of me is like, they would. I mean, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. Like, I mean, they, they just – they're not going to turn their back on an undefeated Clemson. Like, we had we had one off year last year. We didn't make it in. You guys are You guys Yeah, I mean – and, and, that, so. and that's, a t- that's a tough part <laughs> with four, the, the four teams. To me, that's going to be the interesting part of these 12 teams. It's like a lot of people going to get opportunities to – 100%. So, we'll and people see. are going to get exposed. Yep. Oh. Oh, it's going to be – it's going to be bad. Let uh <laughs> let the let the record show that Field of Twelve was on the twelve team clearly with our name way before this was ever even officialized. So uh, we are we are big proponents of the twelve team playoff. Can't wait for that to get underway. All right, that's enough uh, rankings talk. Tune Woo! in next week to hear us Woo! do more of that. We're gonna have a whole month more of this, guys. It's Switch only gonna get out. crazier from here. Uh, let's move to the quote unquote game of the century question mark Tennessee. Georgia, I don't think that is the game of the century, but it's a damn good game. It's the number one team in the country against the number three team in the country. The Tennessee offense, the Georgia defense. Uh, I don't know that you're going to find a more entertaining football game in college football this season or a game with more playoff implications to every single thing we just talked about. From a betting perspective, you know, that's my side of things. Bet Rivers, (laughs) Tennessee is over a touchdown underdogs in this game, seven and a half points. I am just baffled that they are that large of underdogs in this game. So let's start there. Hack, do you actually think that Georgia is a full touchdown better on paper than the number one team in the country, Tennessee? Hmm. It's going to be interesting. If Georgia can control the time of possession and control the clock, uh, it's not crazy to me that that could happen. Um, I just don't know if they will be able to. And here's the other thing. You know, we we you just posed this as the Georgia defense versus the Tennessee offense. But uh, I'm going to take this from our boys down at uh, Saturday Down South. Georgia has the number two offense in the country behind Tennessee in total offense. So you got the battle of the top two offenses in college football which a lot of people don't understand. And like I said, it's two different flavors. It's the fast They, they definitely, Here they definitely manufacture it differently. It's different, but it's just as effective, right? And I think right. the one kind of plays into how Georgia plays as a complete football team, where they play great, great defense, very, very sound defense. And then they also play dominating, possess the ball um, offense and have some explosive mismatch players like Brock Bowers that they try to get the ball creatively in space. Um And then, like I said, you have a Tennessee team who kind of takes shots defensively, has a great kind of front seven. They can create a good pass rush and then are kind of risky at times. um, And it pays off like high risk, high reward. Uh, But they know that they have a Ferrari on the other side of the football that can go with anybody. So um, it's just really interesting. So I think it could play out. I don't think it's going to play out that way. I think it's going to be a very much – Bama-esque type game, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, we'll just see how Tennessee deals with uh, – because it is between the hedges, correct? It's at Georgia? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's, at, yeah, it's, so, at, it's, it's in Athens. Yeah, so so yeah. we'll see how Tennessee deals with that. 
The last challenge they had was uh, Pitt. Didn't go so well, did it? I mean, they way, still came out. They came out unscathed. They came but... out unscathed, but the last last away challenge they had was fucking the fighting Pitt Panthers. Greg Waddell's seven point spreads. Either way, <laughs> either way who shows up. Either way, I'm telling oh. you, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So here's why I say I think this is the biggest. This is the biggest game of the century. Is that what it was? That's yeah. In the in the rundown for the show, game of the century question mark is yeah. the question. It definitely like going into the hype of a game. I don't know. I mean, people discount LSU. That LSU year was crazy. I feel like this has the same effect to me as like the LSU year, kind of when they played Bama or Joe Burrow was like. To me, it's that same effect because it's kind of cool. No, honestly, this might be even better because LSU has some runs. Tennessee hasn't been good for a while. Like LSU won. Like when's the last time Tennessee's really been good? Like LSU won a natty with like Tyron Matthew and them. They had some couple runs like. This honestly, just just because of the off factor and just the narratives behind these programs, like you got two blue bloods of college football, and Tennessee just hasn't been good, and now they're the number one team in the country, and that fan base, bro, they got one of the craziest fan, you know, like just like that stadium, bro. Neyland Stadium is crazy. Um, Like going there, the atmosphere is amazing, and for their fan base to really rally behind them, like they obviously already beat Bama. Yeah, this I mean it definitely could be just like the hype going to the game and just the, the what what's what's at stake and the fact you're on the same side of the division, like this this really determines your destiny. Honestly, like yeah, it's crazy to say, but just the the, the hype behind it, yeah, it definitely could be one of the bigger games. Um I personally just want to see Tennessee win because their fan base just they've been in a <laughs> drought, bro. They like this is the Lord's <laughs> opened the floodgates this year. Like they this it wasn't no gradual turning. They like Won a decent bowl game last year. Now they're like the number one team in the country. And nobody thought – nobody besides Hidden Hooker probably thought that he would be doing what he's doing. I, I, I know – I've known him, played at VT. I think he was a, he was always been a playmaker. But bro was up for the Heisman, which he – if he don't get the Heisman this year, they tripping. Like, I don't – like, bro has did everything. He does – I think he he earns – he needs the Heisman, like, right now in his hands. Um, unless Bryce Young goes and does something crazy with CJ Stroud. But to me, he's been the – He's been the best player in college football this year and has the best team. So, yeah, I think it's definitely it's definitely down for a showdown. I don't really – I, I kind of see it like Hack does. I see this game being like a shootout. That's, I think that's what people want to see too. I, I would hate for it to be a slow game. I want to see a yeah. sexy, fast, you know what I'm saying, get, got me on the edge of my seat, uh, like just that type of game. So if it is the slow game, if it's our dreaded nightmare, that obviously benefits – Georgia, right? One, like, is one, is this a I battle of who so. can force their play style more? And if it is that battle, like, who do we think is more likely to enforce their will that way? Is it the Tennessee high-powered deep shots, or is it Georgia? To me, like, I, I wonder how Georgia's going to play them. Like, I just feel like I, I, I think Georgia – I've seen Tennessee put together some drives, but a lot of Tennessee's – even like the Bama game, a lot of Tennessee's points – are like huge chunks of offense. Like it's like daggers. Like this, maybe they do some, a maybe a great so, job of manufacturing it though. Like you they, know, they like create they create so much stress with alignment and and right. you know just just extending the splits. They create natural. Uh, they ch- they challenge. They create they challenge natural the rules. binds. 
but yeah, right. correct. They create a lot of natural binds, and I think that's why you have so many guys running fucking smack free. And and Hype <laughs> yeah. does a great job of dialing it up and calling things, and they just execute it. They don't do a lot, but they just do it fast, and they execute it at a very high clip. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm. At. I'm like, I to me, if you gotta put together drives, like I, I wonder if Georgia's gonna play conservative. Cause I feel like I would just kind of, I don't know, like go cover two, like play it safe, like. See if, see, if, see if Tennessee can run the ball, like, kind of like that's – mm-hmm. that's how I would play going to the game. Like, let's see if Tennessee can run the ball, it's going to be a long night. But, like, I would do everything I can to not let anything get over top. And obviously, I guess people have tried that. But I think that sometimes people go into these games, like the macho mentality, like, hey, we're like, no, we got some deep – some five-star players over here. We're going to play man-to-man, and we're going to impose our will. And I think that's cool. But like I just wouldn't do it this game. I would play. I would play conservative. Conservative if I was Georgia, and let them see if they can run the ball early on. And if they can't do that, I feel like I feel like you kind of got a chance. To me, that play either way can. Like I think Georgia can take some shots. Not that they they take a lot of shots. I think they can if they need to. But Georgia's gonna run the ball. Like, and so I, I just wonder yeah. how they. I, I just wonder. I, I wonder. That's what I was gonna say. I think Tennessee can dictate the game more than Georgia can in terms of just their offense. Um, now they need to figure out ways how to get the ball in their offense's hands as much as possible um, because they are so fast-paced and because they do score so fast or right. punt so fast, right? They don't. They haven't punted the ball much this year, but th- that's kind of the backfire of going fast. Um, I think their defense needs to needs to force Georgia into a game that I don't think they want to do, and I think it's going to be very similar to what they did against Alabama, where they take the runaway. Uh, I don't know if Georgia has a guy like Jameer Gibbs back there that can still get his. Um, But I do think that the overall scheme at Georgia is going to be able to manufacture some bigger runs that are going to keep them going. But if you can limit that and make it a Stetson Bennett versus Hendon hooker game, like they did kind of a Bryce young versus Hendon hooker game. I think Tennessee likes their chances at that. And that's not a knock on Stetson at all. And it wasn't a knock at Bryce young either because Bryce young played a phenomenal game and they still lost. I think that's just kind of how Tennessee um envisions games and they're all right going to war like that they'll 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 take a lump or they'll or or they'll or they're or geez or they'll win it um kind of how they did against bama so i think that's how they're going to approach it yeah i think it's hard to say they're they're wrong for that approach right if you got handed hooker the way he's playing (laughs) right now like shit i don't care who's on the opposite side let's make you beat him Force them exactly. to be, force them to be something they're not, and I, I think Georgia's not a team that wants to go out there and chuck it around sixty times a game. So force them to be something they're not, and and let's see how it matches up against us. Right. All right. There's another big one in the SEC. The Crimson Tide are not out of this yet. They are currently the number six team in the country. Alabama LSU, one of the most storied rivalries in the sport. Weird things can happen in death valley hack you made the joke earlier in the show uh we can't believe lsu is 10th in the country do you you think lsu stands a chance i'll tell you why and i stand i stand on this mountain and i'm going to give all the credit to uh my other podcast mate joshua perry um this was a straight up save alabama's season game if they come out and they beat this lsu team now you can make the argument that Bama just beat a top 10 LSU team at at LSU coming off this. No matter what happens, it's going to now create a little bit more more friction heading into this where you can start making the argument that Bama is a top four team again. 
that's kind of my conspiracy theory that Joshua Perry laid out. And I'm on, I'm on board with it a little bit because I don't think that this is a top 10 LSU team. And to your point, I think after you got past eight, they were kind of like, ah, fuck it. Who's got the coolest <laughs> shit. Who's got the best jerseys. Who's got the, like, I think they kind of just started doing that. And, uh, that's why I think there was a little bit more of, 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 a, of a motivation to get LSU up there is to save some Alabama face here if they go in and do what Alabama should do against this team. So given all that, do you expect this to be a game at all, or do you expect this to be a Bama no. statement, run them out the gym? No, I think it'll be a, a game, but I don't think it's going to be uh, – I think it's I think it's got the, the – it's got the potential to be one of those games where it might be back and forth for two quarters, two and a half, three quarters, maybe. And then you start seeing Bam outlast them in the fourth. Okay. Darian, what do you think? I'm looking, I was looking at the rankings kind of going off Haskins. Like they lost to Florida State early. They obviously got beat really bad by Tennessee. And it's like, uh, they, they did just beat Ole Miss. UCLA Ole Miss been... doesn't have a quarterback, man. Like they, Ole Miss right. has been running, running that side of the thing, and and nothing against Jackson Dart, but Lane Kiffin has done a really good job of manufacturing offense through that kid. Yeah, and the only team you really could put above them, like I'm looking at everything, like because Kansas State just just lost. Like at least they, they just came off a big win. Utah's uh, Penn State, uh, Illinois just can't do that. UNC people need to hey people need to stop sleeping on UNC. Drake May is a baller. Just put let's just go and put that out there. You Illinois is two- a one loss team. <laughs> yeah, but it's you. Illinois is a one loss team. Yeah, but it's U of I. I mean, I don't like. I don't dislike. The only team I would have possibly put over them would be UCLA because they've had a good year. But yeah. I mean, I don't look. I don't like it. Like I said, this. Hey, look. Let's just be real on this pod. Look, this is this. This is for. We need ratings. We need money. I like the. T- I like a top ten game. Let's hype it up as much as possible. Let's see if LSU can live it to the hype, because they haven't for sure since Joe Burrow. Um, I mean, I think. I think it. I think it. I like it. Like I like it because to me, it only. It only builds into the narrative of like, I want to see this epic, ballsy decision by this committee. When you have an uh, Alabama that will be twelve and one if they win the SC championship, a one loss whoever else, and a one loss whoever else, I want to see them make that decision. Like I want, and I'm glad I'm done, I'm done playing because my fate no longer my success no longer plays into that. But I want to see them make that decision, and I want to see them stand on it. Who are the best four teams? And then I want to see that happen. So look, this plays into that narrative. So look, LSU number ten, let's do it. You'll get a big W down in Death Valley, which I think I just can't see them hanging on. Like I just like they they just been very sporadic. Obviously, be Ole Miss, but I can't see them hanging on for four quarters of Bama. I feel like it, it'll be a pretty like you know so I feel like it'd be a pretty defining win, like two or three scores for sure. So I'm obligated to be the guy on the show who plays devil's advocate when we all seem to come to a consensus here. So I'm going to do that. I've Talk to me. I've pushed all year that this Alabama team might not be Alabama E enough for they're me. Not. Right. Like, and yeah, they're, I think it's fair at this point to say they're not, but what was it that Texas A&M and Texas were able to do? And those were two totally different games, two teams that play totally different brands of football. Right, but right. D- did we learn something from seeing Alabama come so close to the edge 
of losing to one of those two teams that could apply to LSU in a formula that could allow LSU to win this game. Hack, what do you think? They have Bryce Young. Right. <laughs> Look, right. That's that's kind of a, that's that's my answer. They got he back. They have Bryce he, Young, I, and they have back. a defense that doesn't. Their defense, it's not. Uh, it's not a traditional Alabama defense. They have some great players but they're not playing together as well as they have the back half, especially has been really, especially, especially uh, the back. yeah, it's been really porous. Um, got some really good fucking words coming out tonight. Um, <laughs> to, be, but, to, uh, to be fair, while, while you're searching for the right words, to be fair, they had yeah. Bryce Young against Texas. No, it, but, and they won the game. You, they don't have nine back there. D. Yeah. yeah I, no? I agree to me. So, that, that's been, yeah. So that to me, like heading that... into this, like having him is is he is what uh, Devonta Smith and Calvin Ridley and all the like the quarterback kind of like Jalen Hurts, even Tua to a degree was kind of like the Robin to every other Batman, even though they were very talented themselves. They still had a lot of this like this is Bryce Young's football team and they're going to go as far as Bryce Young takes them. He has Jameer Gibbs who helps, but. He everything runs through nine. So to me, like if I'm if I'm sitting here looking at this game, if it's close for whatever reason, I'm taking number nine. That's it. Yeah. I think to if I'm a coach, if I'm uh the head coach down at LSU, here here's what I, I think you give the psyche of this game. Um, I think you definitely you definitely have some I don't know if it's a, a facade or not. Because obviously the Alabama's kind of went through some stuff this year with like losing losing Bryce, kind of figuring that situation out, and obviously losing games early on, which is not typical of them. But I don't feel like LSU should be afraid, because it because you 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 definitely see Alabama like definitely show weaknesses, uh, whether with Bryce Young without Bryce Young, they had they don't they don't look unbeatable like they got they gotten beat, and honestly. The Texas game, if Quinn Ewers don't get hurt, like Bryce Young was, he he's good. But if Quinn Ewers don't get hurt, I would love to see that, see what happens because I, I they might have said they that might, as well. I've they said might that be as well. six, they might be six and two sitting right here right now and out of the top fifteen. Yeah, they might have been fighting for that. They might have been at ten right now. It might have been a yeah. ten, the ten right game and eleventh right game. This that could have been the the story of this of this uh this LSU Bama game. So. I think LSU definitely the psyche of this game, and they're playing at home. Um, I think Bama's a better team, but I just feel like LSU could come out. They got to come out early and establish something. Like, I don't really know what they're going to establish. <laughs> but whatever they do, I feel like if, if they can make it kind of this game where the belief can be there, where they, hey, either it's close or they're winning the game, I feel like it wouldn't be crazy to see, like, Bama fall. I don't know. Like, I mean, who's to sell? I didn't think they were, they were going to fall against Texas, and Texas was unranked at the, at the time, right? I'm pretty sure they were unranked. Uh, Arkansas, well, that was a ranked game. That was kind of – they kind of struggled right, right there in the first half and overcame. Um, and then they lost to Tennessee with Bryce Young. And so they're not – they're definitely not unbeatable. They're not the big bad Bama, but they still are Bama. So that's kind of where I land on that. I see them winning this game. But LSU should definitely go into the game believing they can win. Yeah, they're they're not big bad Bama. It kind of reminds me of uh, when you're when you're a little kid growing up and you keep – playing basketball one-on-one in the driveway with your dad and you're just like yeah 
can't get him. All of a sudden, one day, 10 years later, yeah, uh-uh. you're, you're in a tight game, right? You hit him with that right. little side to side, and all of a sudden, you got a two-point lead for the first time. You're looking like, that's still bad, right? Like, right. I'm just saying, like, the, we've seen a lot of Bama on the ropes <laughs> with one drive left to go in the game. And I think right. they're a little bit fortunate to be where they're at right now. Death Valley at night against a quote-unquote top 10 team in a rivalry game with some emotions on the line. It's... It's got my attention. That's all I'm saying. And final question to you, Hack, and then we can move on to, to Darian's Clemson team here. Uh, from a conversation you and I had a couple weeks back, you're the Detroit Lions who are going to have the number one pick in the draft. Tomorrow, you've got a game. You starting Aiden O'Connell or you starting Bryce Young? Yeah, I'm still starting Aiden O'Connell. Okay. Well, I told you I'd die in. on that mountain. I was just checking because you threw a lot of compliments Bryce's way there, and I didn't know if that had shifted. I love Bryce bit. Young. I love Bryce Young. I love C.J. Stroud. I don't think you can go wrong with with either of those guys. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Okay, good to know. All right, let's go to Clemson. Uh, By the way, Again, we do need to do the quick check in. If you listen to us on the Sirius XM app, we see you. We appreciate you. You can watch us on the video version on the Field of 12 YouTube channel. Please click subscribe while you are over there. We are brought to you by Bet Rivers. Clemson goes to Notre Dame this week. They hold the fourth spot in the playoffs. As we mentioned, all they've got to do is win and they're in. We all agree on that. Easier said than done. Clemson has been in some dogfights as of late. They survived the Syracuse game. Uh, I, Darian, I don't know that I was ever on a show with you after to talk about the quarterback quote-unquote controversy that seems right. to have resolved itself now, uh, but now you've got a big game on the road against a Notre Dame team that, quite frankly, I don't know what to believe of this team. They've been one yeah. of the more up-and-down teams. Whenever you think you know what they're going to do, they do the opposite. So... <laughs> Let's just let's just lead it up to this. Uh, do you think this is Clemson's toughest test that they've faced yet this season? I wouldn't say toughest test. Most unpredictable test, yes. Because like you said, I don't really know what you're going to get out of them. You look at their season, I mean, they – like UNC is not a fluke. UNC is 7-1 right now. No, no, they could – they easily could be an undefeated ACC team if they, if they didn't lose to Notre Dame like week four. Then no, but also Notre Dame's loss. <laughs> they lost to Marshall, lost to Ohio State. They lost to to Stanford, which who is Stan- Stanford's a three and five football team. And then they've won. They, all right, so they beat UNC. 
who's literally could be undefeated. And Drake May, if Drake May was coming back off the season, he would probably be in a Heisman race, be a top four candidate if he had if he if he runs this season back. And that kind of plays into the narrative. Um, and so, and they they beat a team. They pretty definitively they beat a Syracuse team who went into the Valley and almost won that game. So it's like, I don't know if they're going to be the mighty Notre Dame, the mighty Irish, or they're going to be literally the worst team to show up and get boat raced. I don't know. Um, so I will say, I don't think it's the toughest opponent. I think it's the most unpredictable opponent Clemson's had. Um, they're going to Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman, like I said, is still on the ropes. Obviously, it's his first year, but just, man, that nobody would have pre- predicted them to be, like, as bad as they were early in the season. And if you look at their schedule, I'm predict- predicting they go 7-5, and five, which is crazy in Notre Dame. I say they lose this game, they win the next two, and they, use, they lose the USC, personally. I think they lose the Southern Cal. Um, but if I'm Marcus Freeman, the only narrative I can spin is that, that we just beat a Syracuse team that almost went to the Valley and won that game and force them to make a quarterback change, and they're coming here to our house. That's the only ammunition I got <laughs> to get of my guys. <laughs> and you can probably – he, he can probably say the same thing about Clemson. Like, hey, this team has gotten through a lot of games, um, barely got the Wake Forest, uh, barely got to the Syracuse game. Thank God I was at that game, and I was sitting up there in the stands, and I'm just crossing my fingers, bro. I'm like, please don't let this be the game. Don't let this – don't let Syracuse come here. Don't let this be the game. Reminds me of 2018 with Chase Bryce. Don't let this be the game, bro. So, um, I don't know. Like, I think Notre Dame's probably one of the biggest question marks in college football because they they have the – they show the marks of pride of, the of like, what we know to be true but be, know to be true by Notre Dame where they're, like, a, a good program. They also just lose to Marshall. It's like, like what the hell are we doing here? Yeah. I don't know. So, we'll see. I think it's going to be – it's going to be a great game. I think they have a great atmosphere. I think a lot, a lot of things can play into it. But I see Clemson. Here's, here's my prediction. All right. Let's, think, let's talk about this on field of 12. Let's talk about the first time BJ played at Notre Dame and all that's transpired to this game. Because if you would have told me in 2020, COVID year, after DJ just put up the – I think he broke the passing record, if I'm not mistaken. He had the most yards for any away passer in Notre Dame history. 420, 21 yards. Like that game was crazy. That he would, off becoming a Heisman contender, tank, come back the week before he the before he plays his game, get benched, and then get named back the starter. And now he's another Dame. And so I just think that's a crazy story for him personally. What's all transpired? So I would love to see him go be that guy again after coming off this. This like kind of controversial little, little moment of getting benched for K, for K to come in and give us a spark. I love to see him go back to Notre Dame and have a full sucker moment and just go crazy. That's what I want to see. Will we see that? We'll see. I don't know. That's all I want to see. You think we're going to see that hack? Um, no. I think <laughs> Notre Dame. Well, no, no, no. I think no. I think for him, yeah. I think he'll play fine. I think the the bigger thing that I'm watching is Notre Dame's going to have to figure out a way how to throw the football because that's the weakest part of this Clemson team. Right. If they're going to try to go at this front seven, I think that's a really tough task, especially if they can just pin their ears back and say, you know, hey, we, they got to establish the run game for anything to happen. We're going to pin our ears back and play aggressive as shit and, and beat the hell out of their their offensive line and make some plays in the backfield, which they can do. 
I think that's good. I think that's a tough task for Notre Dame. <clears throat> I'll say this. Um, I think Clemson has a really unpredictable opponent this week, but I think it's more predictable when you dive into that stuff like I just did. I think a more unpredictable opponent is the team they're playing next week in Louisville. And I also think that the South Carolina game at the end of the year is going to be no cakewalk. So I'm, I'm for, for Clemson, I'm more focused on those two games, two of the last three than this one. I think this one, the matchups bode well for the, uh, for the Clemson Tigers. Um, and I, I would love to see that as well. D like, I'd love to see DJ go up there and, and everything kind of come full circle and him light it up and, get some confidence going into this because he's going to need to play well, uh, like I said, at least two of the last three games here. During the stretch, I think he's definitely got to find his groove because you look at all the top teams, and this is one of the things I was explaining to somebody with Clemson in, like, quarterback situation. Every top team is is playing the way they are because of their quarterback. Tennessee, if Hendon Hooker is not good, Tennessee's not good. If C.J. Stroud's not good, they're not good. Michigan's the only question mark because Michigan's got Blake Corum. But everybody else, George, I think Stetson Bennett, it's different of us. He it's different with style of play. If he has the quarterback, he's still what makes Georgia who they are. Like he he's just he's crafty. He makes plays, and so I just and then you look at TCU with Dunnigan. You look at Bryce Young, Alabama. So if Clemson, because I I would hate to see it just get in the playoffs and get smacked. You know what I'm saying? Like if we're gonna be a con- true contender, hey 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 hey, I see your face. If we're gonna be a true contender, DJ's got DJ's got to play well. He really does. And so I want to see him kind of have a. Like I want to see him finish strong. Hack, we got to defend the face now. I mean, (laughs) it just goes back to what I said. I think, I think that, you know, I think the four best teams could be in two conferences. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Okay. Um, So on that note then, Hack, because that leads into the question I was going to spin back at you. Is Clemson Mm -hmm. the most vulnerable of the teams that are in the top four right now, because even if we're saying there's a level between maybe how good they are as a football team complete on both sides of the ball and Georgia and Tennessee and Ohio state, I think we've seen those teams be extremely vulnerable this season. We saw Georgia almost lose to Missouri. We saw them in a battle with Kent state as crazy as that is. And Tennessee, to your point, the pick game, like that was Almost a loss. Clemson survived the Syracuse game. And, you know, this is football. Like, every survived team's going to have the Wake tests. Forest game. Survive the way for us. Are they the most vulnerable of the top four now for the remainder of the season? Because their schedule has sort of opened up. If they get through this game, I know you're worried about Louisville, but they got yeah, through the yeah. biggest test in that conference. Yeah, right. I mean, like I said, we'll see. Um, you know, I, I just, again, this is not – uh Clemson of old in terms of top to bottom what they've had. It's just not. They got some good players. I think Will Shipley is a game is a game breaker. Um I like I said, I just very rare to not really know a receiver in that room on a national level. There's not one. Um you know, it, it just it just they don't they don't separate the way that they traditionally do. You see DJ DJ's had to make a lot of tough foot throws all year. I mean, tight window throws. The shit I talk about why I love Aiden O'Connell so much, DJ's had to do it consistently. And you see a guy who's got all this talent and who was used to throwing to guys who were wide wide the fuck open when he first started playing, and now he doesn't have it. And he struggles. 
it's just tough. It's a tough thing to do. And that's the adjustment that you have to make at our position when you go to the next level. And that's why I go back to the argument that you just brought up again previously from a few weeks ago about why it started O'Connell <laughs> over the other guys. But anyway, um, bringing it back, I, uh, I, you know, I just, I just don't see it with the Clemson team. I've watched enough of them because again, I, I got a brother that played baseball there. I, you know, Hey, I got a little, I, I gotta, I gotta support some purple and orange every once in a while. I got, I got some of the shit up in my closet. You know, I wear it every once in a while around my house. Hey, um, it's good. It's good to hear you say that, bro. Right, yeah, you heart. know, so so I sit there and I watch it. And I, you know, I, I pay attention. Um, but uh, I just again, like I said, I don't see it. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would say, it. yeah, vulnerable as far as the schedule. No, vulnerable is the talent or like how good we are. Maybe. Um, I think it's, it's a maybe. But as far as the schedule, I feel like Clemson's got one of the better schedules. And like yeah. I said, people sleep on like like I said, three top twenty-five games. With it, however you shake that up, they still these are teams that are ranked, and some of, a lot of those teams are still ranked right now. Wake Forest is ranked, NC State's ranked, and Syracuse is still ranked. So is NC State hey, still ranked? I'm pretty sure they're still ranked, my brother. Uh, yep, 22. twenty-one. Hmm. Literally all three in the pack: twenty, twenty-one, wow. twenty-two. That's crazy. Yeah, so and there's all those are quality wins, and so so the they're ranked higher than them, right? All three of them. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. What's what'd you say? I really missed it. What'd you say? Oh man! All right. Anyway, saying? I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. I didn't I'm hear done. what he said. I said Tulane's. I think ranked higher than all three of those teams now. They just throwing Tulane a bone, bro. They're seven and one. <laughs> Tulane should have been ranked tenth, huh? Over LSU. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say none, none of these teams meet the LSU bar. So what are we even doing talking about ranked, right? That's the to me, either you're above LSU or you're below LSU. You don't matter if you're below LSU at this right, point. Right. Let's just leave it. Let's just leave it right. right. They're below everybody's below LSU. So it's, it's a quality <laughs> win. There it is, the LSU bar. All right. Well, uh, apparently this is a prove it game for your Clemson Tigers just to Christian Hackenberg, Darian. So we'll have to keep an eye on this. Maybe uh we can revisit if Clemson stomps Notre Dame. Maybe the narrative shifts next week when we're all back here on the show. We'll see. I'll say this. As much as TCU needs to dominate, I feel like Clemson needs to dominate as well. Like, we haven't. That's my only knock on this year's team is, like, as much talent as we do have and as well as DJ has played, we have yet to, like, really have a defining – because even when um, it was Ohio State-Penn State, well, that was a close game. Uh, They still won. I don't know. I feel like we didn't have, like, a two or three score, like, we should have, like, really beat somebody, like, bad. That's yeah. good. You well, know, I mean, Michigan, Michigan ran for 418 yards on a really solid Penn State team, who I think right. if, you put a, if you played Penn State and Clemson at a neutral site, it'd be a really good football game, and I think Penn State would possibly win the football game. Heck, let me let me ask you this. I'm going rogue because we only have two minutes till pick, so we're not even uh, – sorry, TCU. You didn't make our radar this week. We didn't get to you. <laughs> Hack, I'm asking you this, though. Uh, you've seen your team go toe-to-toe with Michigan and Ohio State. Who's the better football yeah. team? Who's the better football team? Who's the better football team? Between Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State. Michigan came out and had a fluke game. And like I said, I made this statement before. I don't think Penn State got off the bus. And it's not – I mean, they got off the bus and got their ass whooped. But I don't think that they put their best product on the field. And Michigan took full advantage of it and played really well. You don't run for 418 yards every Saturday. But the fact that they did it against Penn State was very, very impressive when they did it. Right. But to me, I'm sitting there watching an Ohio State team that 
has so much gas on offense. It's not even funny. They don't even have Jackson Smith and Jigba back in the fold yet. When you add that to the thing with Marvin Harrison Jr. And then the running game, that's, it's not dominant, but it's, it's effective and it pops, you know, they have explosive uh, playmaking ability there. And then you have CJ and the biggest thing is the defense. Ohio state's defense is is a top 10 ranked defense in the country. Something they didn't have last year. Um, they're taking the ball away. They've had 10 takeaways in the last two games. Um, scoring on some of those takeaways. So it's when you can help that offense like that, they're just playing really complete football. Interesting. Okay. So yeah. did Penn state throw their best shot against Ohio state? Then in your opinion, yeah, Ohio had, state was just too good. They had everything. I think yeah. they had everything. They had everything yeah. going for them. It was a home game. They had all the momentum and, 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 you know, that's that you're getting, you're going to get me on another high horse that you don't want to get me on. <laughs> but Ohio State uh, can play for four full quarters and, and and whether whether it happens early, whether it happens late, they can score in a fucking hurry. And you saw that in that game. OK, leave me with this and then we'll do our picks. We'll welcome producer Dagan back onto the show. I want this answer from both of you, though, and you cannot give me any additional words at all. I just want four names of four teams. Who are the four best teams in the country? Throw who should be in the playoff. Throw the conferences, throw the, the schedules, all of it out the window. Who are the best four teams in the country, one through four? Darian go first, then Hack go second. Tennessee. I'll agree with that. One for one. Mm. Ohio State. I'll also agree with that. Two for two. Look at us. Georgia. Three for three. Now this is where it gets fun. This is where it gets fun, Darian. What do you got? And I ain't gonna. I could have. This, this is actually right in order, but I could have flip flopped the last two. Just, just I feel they're they're interchangeable to me. Two and three. You're going to go with your heart, bud, or you're going to go with your you go with your head? <laughs> oh, you can't do this. It's just too early for me to catch. Oh, boo. I can't do this. I can't. I'm just going I'm Clemson is a top four team in the country. You're a, you're a sucker, man. You go for your heart. You go with your heart. Well, it's all right because Hack has Penn State at four, right? Right. Look. <laughs> there we go. There we wait, go. Wait, Hack, Hack, you didn't say yours. Who you got? No, I agree with you up, to, up until up – until, uh, um, Clemson, I, I think I think it should have been Michigan, and I think you could make the argument that Alabama and TCU could be above Clemson even at this point in time. But but today, fourth best team in the country is Michigan. That's your answer, Hack. Today, yes, the fourth best okay. team in the country is Michigan. Got it. All right, I might make the two of you go do that exercise again before the end of the season. We'll see. Uh, producer Dagan, go ahead and just lump me in with these two so I can keep forcing them through this. Speaking of Producer Dagan, he's going to join the show now. We are going to do our game picks for the week. And uh, I don't know where the Phillies game is at right now, but I hope Producer Dagan's in a good mood. Dagan, uh, how you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm here. It's still 2-1, but it's not It's not looking great. I'm just saying. Okay. Hey, it's not over. It's we not have over. life. It's not over. Altuve's on the uh -oh. first top of the eighth inning. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. And Pena's up. And Pena's up. Oh, boy. Oh! Yeah, we might. We oh, might get, can we please just here we go. We're doing our game picks. Here's You're not gonna order. like it. 
we're going we're going Darian, we're going Hack, we're going myself, we're going Dagan in that order. Twelve games. Give me the winner of the game. Game number one, Oregon State at Washington. Who you got, Darian? All right, you dub. And then it's me, right? I also have you dub. Yep, I also have Washington. I'm with it. Three for three, Washington. Dagan? Uh, I do not have Washington. Give me Oregon State. My picks are going to be quick today. Let me tell you, boys, I got a game to watch. So, Oregon State. (laughs) Keep it moving. Florida at Texas A&M. Darian? Go Gators. Wow. I got got Tamu sneaking one out here. I got Texas A&M sneaking one out here. uh, They need to. Lord knows. They need to. I got him doing one at home here. Uh, I'm with I'm with D Wrench here. I'm I'm fading Jimbo until further notice. Dagan. Yeah, I'm, you're not catching me picking Texas A&M anytime soon. Give me Florida. Baylor at Oklahoma. D Wrench. I like Oklahoma getting a big one. Come on, Coach B. Ooh. Come on, Brent Venables. Oh, I got Baylor. <laughs> you shut that down real quick. I'll uh, I'll go Oklahoma as well. I think uh, this could be blowout. Maybe I've got my eye on it. Dagan. Give me Baylor. I don't really know why. I just, I don't know. I can't trust Oklahoma right now. So, all right. UCF at Memphis. Darian. Oh, you know, you got not going to order. I'm going UCF. Yeah, I'm rocking with the Knights. They've been good to me. UCF. Dagan. Four for four. UCF. It's a clean sweep. Michigan State at Illinois. One loss, Illinois, as Hack called them earlier in the show. Darian. U of I. Yeah. Illinois, this Michigan State team, man. <sighs> Greg, Greg. No, listen, get get ready. Hey, hold, on to, hold on to oh your seats, folks. Oh, my God. I'm re- hold on I'm, to your seats. Listen. Seat belting in. Double listen, seat belt. <laughs> listen to me, Hack. Listen, this team is going to miss eight players who are suspended from this game, suspended from the program in its entirety right now for essentially, <laughs> quote, unquote. from civilian life. Quote, unquote, assaulting a player <laughs> in a tunnel. Who's to say? I've seen the video. Who's to say? I don't know. We'll let the investigation play out. Here's here's the thing. Illinois, the, I'm with Darian on this side of Illinois. It's quote-unquote U of I. Are they really only losing one game this year? Are we really doing that? They're going to slip up right. somewhere. They're going to they go lay an egg. I agree. I agree. They're going to lay an egg somewhere, and it might not be this week, but I actually it, it, was – It ain't this week. I was impressed that Michigan State's skill guys were able to take a lead on Michigan in that game. And I don't know how that rolls over, but the skill guys are not suspended. They're still there. And as long as Jaden Reed and Keon Coleman can go catch some jump balls, give me the Spartans in an upset. Dagan. Greg, I'm glad you did all that right there just to convince yourself why Michigan State's going to win this game because they're just not They're just not going to win. Give, <laughs> give, give me Illinois. Man, Dagan, well, you surpassed. It must be a commercial break. You surpassed it is. your one-word answer. It is. It is. It's, it's, let's just say there's two. Well, you know you know this. You're, you're watching the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I hear some pep in Dagan's step right now. I like it. Let's move on. Yeah. Syracuse at Pittsburgh. Darian. I like Syracuse. Um, I'm trying to look here and see. Uh, no, I took Pitt. I took Pitt in a sneaky one at Pitt. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been impressed with the Syracuse team all year. I think they got a good running back. Other than that, haven't been really impressed. I think their defense plays tough and gritty, but I think Narduzzi's going to match that. I, I like I like Pitt in a, in a sneaky one. Yeah, I'm going Pitt, but I think it's solely because I sent the wrong team name. I want Qs in this game, but I'll go Pitt. <laughs> you can change it if you want, Greg. You can change it. Oh, then I'm you're going Qs. I'm going Qs. I'm soft. out on Narduzzi. I'll go Qs. Dagan. Uh, again, you're wrong, but that's okay. You can change it. Um, 
I said this last week about Syracuse. Uh, they struggle to stop the run. Uh, again, the only thing Pitt can do right now is run the ball. So give me Pitt. Oklahoma State at Kansas. No Spencer Sanders is the rumor in this game. Darian. Mm, I like Oklahoma State. Yeah, no Spencer Sanders. No problem. I like Oklahoma State as well. Whoa. I think Oklahoma State is as dead as dead can be. 48 nothing last week. I'll take anybody wow. with a pulse. Give me Kansas. Wow. Oklahoma State's not dead. Give me the Cowboys. Kansas, on the other hand, their metrics run out a little bit. They're kind of looking like the Phillies. I'm not going to lie. Started off strong, kind of sputtering off here at the end. So. I said it about that. <laughs> is there something I don't know about losing 48 nothing to a team that rallies the troops, guys? <laughs> I just Yeah, let's go do something different. You see what Oregon did. Lose your start. Lose your starting quarterback after getting ran out the building like that. We're all on the Cowboys. All right, okay. Let's go ACC. Couple of them here: Wake Forest at NC State. Darian, I like I like Sam Harmon rallying back then. They've had some bad weeks recently too. I like Wake Forest. Wake, Wake, Dagan. Another sweep. Give me Wake. I like sweeps. Clemson at mm. Notre Dame. Darian, you're gonna be pissed. Yeah, I know. Clemson. I, know. I got Clemson as well. I got Clemson. You gonna do it, Dagan? Well, you know how I always picking these spots, boys. Picking my heart, right? Well, I, I kind of used up all my heart pick when I picked the Phillies last week. So uh, give me Clemson. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm impressed. I never saw Smart that coming. Man. To be honest Smart with man. you. No, all right. right. Sometimes you got it. Sometimes you got to pick with your head. This was a pick. With I thought it was gonna be touchdown Jesus all day. That was it. Yeah. You're a man of integrity. I respect it. To the three best games of the week, Texas at Kansas State first. Darian. I like Texas. Hook them. Wow. Double hook them. I'm going K-State here. I like what I've seen from Howard. I don't know who's playing quarterback, but uh, I like K-State. as home dogs in this spot. Dagan. No matter if Martinez is back there, Howard, doesn't matter. Give me the Wildcats. I like it. 2-2 wow. two, two there. All right. Bama at LSU. Sure Does anybody out. see the upset coming here? Darian. I like Bama. Bama. I'm going LSU. This ain't Bama. This ain't this ain't your dad you know, from 10 years ago. Do you know? Ah. Remember the last time you went off on some crazy ass shit and bet? All you know, you just you started going with all these gut feelings and all this and that the last time you did this, Greg. Do you remember how that went went for you? Dagan, can we get the season long records in here? Do we have those handy? <laughs> we don't. And I ain't going we back don't. to look for them right now. I'll tell you. All right. Well then on, on that note, I am fifty two and eleven this year, hacks. So. I can tell you for a fact it ain't that. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Dagan, what do you got? <laughs> uh, I've said this before. I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, and you guys can call me crazy as much as you want. I've watched Brian Kelly be the coach of Notre Dame for however long he was there. He does not win big games. Give me Alabama. Oh. Darren, that's you played a, a couple of those big games against Brian Kelly. You know how it goes. That's <laughs> hey, a good they point. Beat, they beat they us beat, hey, that's the only one he's won <laughs> in, 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 yeah. since he's been there. So give me Alabama. Right. I don't care it if it's only, like night in LSU. I don't care. Give me Alabama. It, it only takes one this week, Dagan. That's all I care about. All right, the big game, the game of the century, Tennessee at Georgia. Darian. Hayden Hooker for Heisman. Give me Tennessee. Wow. I have Tennessee as well because you can't bet against the people's champ. Wow. 
I'm going Tennessee. And now I feel mm. terrible that we're all on Tennessee, but I, I think it's their year. When you think of college football this year, you think of Tennessee right now. And I think it's that very LSU like. Yeah, LSU like is that's a great comparison. It's a great yeah. comparison. Dagan. I, I said this earlier, Hack. You 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 got me. You picked the right game. I hate that we're all I'm picking so Tennessee. Good. I'm I so good. I hate that we're all picking Tennessee. But I've been saying all year, Hooker's the guy, man. Uh, you know, if I'm so glad he plays for a team that I can actually root for without having to hate. So uh give me give me the balls. A clean sweep for the balls. Wow. You heard it here first, folks. That is impressive stuff. I'm shocked. I don't feel good about that now, but I hope it happens because I love watching this Tennessee football team. Gentlemen, producer Dagan, thank you for jumping on with us. Uh, thank you, everybody who has made it the full 71 minutes of this show. We hope you have a fantastic Friday and a fantastic Saturday. Join us back here for the Saturday night edition of the Field of 12. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.